Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hello and welcome to the Situation Report today. Very glad to have you joining me. This is the show where we do our very best to give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stalnecker, and uh, I say doing our very best because we do our very best. And when we do our best is when we have incredible guests on to help provide information and perspectives. And today is one of those days we have an amazing guest on with us. Uh, we have a guest that has been with us in the past. Yako Buyans is here today. And uh, Yako, if you did not listen to our previous interview with him, it goes back a ways. You can find it in the archives. But he does so many things, film producer, uh, director, documentarian, focused in, in most of his work on trafficking. And again, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to our previous uh, interview with him, where he talks about his family and his personal connection to uh, sex trafficking. Uh, absolutely incredible story, but he's dedicated his life to amplifying the message of those who have been and are being trafficked, of providing resources to the rest of us so that we can really have something to do, understand how to respond to what is happening when we receive the information and perspectives on this particular issue. Um, he talks often about what's happening at the border. Recently has been very involved in producing three brand new documentaries about different aspects of what's happening at the border and the impact of uh, trafficking, human trafficking across the border. Uh, I'm so very thankful that he would come on again with us today. A great interview. I don't want to take a lot of time getting into it because it is fantastic. This is 100% an interview that you want to listen to all the way through, that you want to pay attention to. Some statistics are given, some facts that you may not be aware of are given, perspectives that are very, very helpful. It's all here. You probably want to listen to it again, and then you're going to want to share this out with others. Please um, take some time to work through the content that we're giving to you today. Very, very helpful and very important. Grateful to have on as my guest today, Yako Boyens. Yako, thank you for coming back on. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thanks. Yes, sir. Um, man, there's been a lot of things that have happened since the last time you were on the show. Uh, I think the last time we talked was early in the Biden administration and the whole world was hopeful. You weren't nearly as hopeful. And uh, we were talking then even about border issues and what could happen. And we've seen so much of that uh, that take place. And you have been working on, you've been extremely busy, obviously, been working on a series of documentaries. And I uh, just wanted to talk about some of that. Uh, we talk about the border crisis and the border issues often and, and what that looks like. Um, but you approach that from a very personal and um, I don't know if raw is the right word, but very real perspective. It's not just about people coming across our border. It's not even just about drugs coming across our border. 
but it is the cost of human trafficking and what that looks like. And again, you've, you've invested a lot of your life um, addressing that. But I'd like to talk about some of these these documentaries, uh, beginning with the, the documentary Sex Nation. Can you uh, break that down for us? Talk about why you did that, why you're why you worked on that and, and what that looks like and, and why right now? I mean, why it's important right now? Yeah, thank you so much, man. And your voice is so important on this. And you never shy away from the tough stuff. I love that about you and the show. Uh, Sex Nation is three and a half years in the making by design. It was really taking a 75 to 80 year look at the moral fall of America. And so I'm talking about trips to Israel, to you know, Caesarea Philippi to, you know, where we know Jesus student said the gates of hell will not prevail. Well, he's talking about a place where children were being sacrificed mm. and then really look at history and how did America get here and what have we allowed to happen and who were the players? Because parents today go, how did this happen? How are we having strip shows and drag shows yep. for kids? And it just happened. It didn't just happen. It happened on our watch. It, it's slow. It's methodical. And, and, you know, you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you come from. Uh, history is being eviscerated in this country. We don't know how we have fallen morally. And if we don't point it out, we won't see the micro corrections in a family. And really, sex trafficking, you're not going to fight this thing from the White House. Trump did an incredible job. I served on the council in that White House. I was there when he signed the executive orders. And still, it doesn't fix it. It's, it's the individual father, fatherlessness. What happens in the home? Who's got the ear of the child? Who's speaking to the child? So this documentary, uh, we interviewed almost 50, 50 one and a half hour interviews, very comprehensive over a yeah. five year, four year period, diving in the gambit from, from the, the medical services all the way to school. And we brought it full circle to 2023. So it's yeah. a modern day, but it's a, a look at how did we get here? And we cover so much ground. That documentary releases March 23rd at 7 p.m. It'll stream worldwide March 23rd. I'll send you the links. And, and we have a premiere in Dallas, a big red carpet premiere. And we believe from this documentary, because there's many, many champion voices in this, the leaders of the movement, those who really have worked with us and fought human trafficking. And, and most who are in the documentary have been in the fight a decade plus. So yeah. they really have perspective, right, of what has happened. So what does it look like when we make a bunch of laws to stop human trafficking, but none of the laws are, are prosecuted? Yep. And, and we have sanctuary states and we have lowering the age of consent. And at the same time, we're getting around statutory rape. And hey, by the way, you've got a whole abortion movement going on. And we're asking what is a woman? You know, you so all this stuff swirls around and it's tethered to sex trafficking, to human trafficking. So this documentary, I think, is going to hit hard it's it's yeah. a powerful look at who's responsible and, and what do we do to fix it as you consider these things and your, your voice is very very strong on this particular issue you've done other documentaries you've talked about your sister and your personal connection to that one of the the struggles i have is understanding why this is not a topic that the general population is jumping up and down and screaming about we have so much information. There was a time where we did not have that information, but yourself and others are now making that available. This is not hidden to anyone. And then, as you mentioned, we see the drag shows, we see kids being taken to the pride parades. And um, 
another video I saw today of a little boy dressed like a little girl dancing for old men. I, I, I don't even know, again, how we got here. As a Christian, I understand the moral decline. I get that. But as a parent, I don't understand why we're not jumping up and down and screaming about this. When you look at this and you consider this, I'm sure it's very frustrating um, that laws aren't being um, broken laws aren't being prosecuted, that criminals aren't being um, dealt with, that all of this is allowed to continue to happen. But where do you put your finger of blame if there is one? Why do we as a society continue to allow this to happen? And that's really the nucleus of this documentary, Sex Nation. And I called it Sex Nation because that's what we've become. Yeah. We have become a sex nation. We are a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah. And those are heavy words, but I, I, would, I would argue we've surpassed it. I mean, we are, but by the grace of God, still here. And the, and the premise and the purpose of the documentary is to point the finger right at the root issue and say, here, we can move the needle. And the reason you're not seeing the masses cry out, they'll say human trafficking is atrocious. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe kids are dancing. Yeah, drag. yeah, yeah. The reason you're not really seeing this truly being taken to action and you don't see committees in the Congress and the Senate, you don't see appropriations committees, you don't see funding. Heck, do you know that sex crimes to children is still under the Department of Labor? It's not even under the Justice Department. Hmm. That's why it's not being prosecuted. Yeah. It's not even, it doesn't get any attention. Even under Trump, it was still under the Department of Labor. The reason, and here's the nucleus, we are complicit. We create the demand. The men in this country, the conservative Christian that is red, white, and blue, that is pro-Make America Great Again, that, that guy is complicit, yeah. many of them. And that's a tough subject because you must look in the mirror and go, I'm part of the problem. Yeah. And Yaku, how can you say that? You watch porn, you're part of the problem. Yeah. hundred percent. It's the feeder drug. You, you exploit human beings. Sex is a, is, is a tool for self-satisfaction. You know, you, you train your young daughters and you live promiscuously. You support these people. You buy certain products. We're complicit. And so when you start shining a light, like now, cockroaches run, but it stings a little bit when the light is shone on you and you go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. And then typically people go into the see no evil, hear no evil mode. I don't want to know. They give it the Heisman stiff arm, you know, oh, it's terrible, but they don't really do anything. So this documentary is truly and it's not we don't shame people. This is not about but this truth. though. Yeah, it's hard, cold facts and truths like Americans don't know. I'll give you a little snippet. Americans don't know that that, you know, uh, you know, in 1933, we signed the Humanist Manifesto. Americans don't know that our whole public education system is undergirded by Joseph Stalin, that literally Alfred Dewey went to Joseph Stalin and brought Stalin's public education system to America, which had an undergirdment of sexualizing the, the youth. It's been coming for millennia. You know, we see an image, oh, Disney's bad. Do you really know what they've done? We go yeah. back to 1950 and Bambi and what have they really done? And so... To a degree, it stings a little bit when people go, well, oh, okay, whoa, porn. Because we're justifying porn now. Yeah. We're justifying yeah. porn in the church. Yeah. So that's why you're not seeing, because first, before you really go fight it, you got to stand accountable and go, hey, man, I can't be part of the problem. You know, yeah. I got to I gotta clean up my act to go really go step in the gap for children. Yeah, that's good. I was, uh, I've got two sons and I was talking, it's been a little while ago now with my 13 year old and talking about 
watching things on YouTube and the videos that come up and all, all of these things that, you know, every, every parent is dealing with. And I, I started to talk about pornography with him and the danger personally and, you know, how God views pornography and as a Christian, how we should deal with that and address that. And then talking to him about the life of those who are portrayed on those screens and the trafficking that takes place and the damage to uh, the humanity of those girls that you see and talking about that. And I think that's such an important part of the larger conversation. Yeah. It's not just about how am I hurting myself? This is personal. Um, I am degrading the very image of God in others when I allow this to happen. And yet I don't often hear those conversations happen, e even in the Christian community. Is that because we're afraid to have the conversation because we don't believe it's that bad? Or because, as you mentioned, so many people are complicit in it, they just don't want to address it? Yeah, you know, I, I, I travel literally the world. I'm very blessed to meet so many people. And I have tens of thousands of pastors that I engage with over time. Yep. They're scared to death of the subject. Scared to death. Yeah. They don't preach it from the pulpit. You will not find me 20 pastors this Sunday that's willing to talk about porn and the influence yeah. of porn from the pulpit because they know 100% they know that if they say if you're dealing with porn raise your hand half of mm. the men in that church and and a third of the women are going to raise their hands and they're afraid to, we don't know they don't know what to do with it yeah or they're watching porn themselves remember sure. we're sexual beings by being a christian doesn't mean all of a sudden now you're no longer a sexual being that's just turned off it's not satan understands sex corrupts man sex is powerful it's a weapon it's a weapon for good. It can bond a husband and a wife together. Yep. Why do you think they're coming after sexuality? Yeah. They want to redefine yeah. sex because it destroys a family. It destroys a life. So the, for the most part, it's they're afraid of it. They don't know how to deal with it, number one. Like, okay, what do I do if 15 yeah. men at men's Bible study yeah. say, hey, I'm <laughs> addicted to porn? Right. It's like, dear goodness, because discipleship is about dead in the church, right? So that's a problem. And then secondly, unfortunately, some of the, your leadership, pastoral leadership, they're, they're complicit. They, they, you know, people ask me, Yaku, Canada is moving radically in the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have got over 100 personal friends of, of the premier of Canada are convicted pedophiles. Yeah. The man's, it's complicit. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he is, he is in his, he's serving a master that won't allow him to fight it. You can't serve two masters. Sure, sure. So so the problem is in the church today, and it's problematic, is we partake. And remember, you said it so eloquently. Yes, the people, you know, over 80% of people in porn have been trafficked and are being trafficked. 80%. 80%. 90 90% of legal brothels, legal prostitution brothels in Nevada, 90% of the prostitutes that work in legal brothels have filed rape charges. Jeez. And trafficking charges. Okay, wow. this is wow. so. When you, I want people to understand this, when you watch football on Sunday, you're telling the NFL that they can license their content to networks and the eyeballs will bring money. Yep. Okay. The NBA goes woke with China. People don't watch the Oscars, the academies. They tank. CNN is losing their fan, their, their audience base because people stop watching because we're watching porn. We're telling the industry, yeah. please exploit more people right. for my entertainment. Right. Tell me, tell me what would happen if take away the secular world, those who 
don't have a relationship with Christ, have no desire to have a relationship with Christ, who are who are happy about worshiping Satan at uh, the Grammys, right? Okay, so take those people away. The the conservative Christian community in America. If we took this issue seriously, what would happen to sex trafficking in the United States? We we would we could radically we could end it. We could end it because because th- hear me this way. This is the whole separation of church and state conversation, right? We were never supposed to remove the church from the state. Right. It's removing right. the state from the church. Right. You don't come here as the state and infringe, but we are to speak into culture as Christians. We are to set the standard. Mm. We are to set the moral code. So if we were to step in, not only would you get rid of sex trafficking, you'd probably get rid of orphans. You'd get rid of you know homelessness if we truly stepped into these big issues. But if we demanded as the church, which is... You know, America self-proclaimed 65% Christian. I take that with a pinch of salt completely. Yeah, right. right. Okay, completely, because right. it's not a name badge. But if the church, truly the believers, who want to live their life by Christ, stepped into this, we would, we, would, we would go from the number one nation exploiting children to probably the lowest nation exploiting children right. in a heartbeat. We would do yeah. that. But for that to happen, 52%, and this number is not my number. This is Pornhub's number. We got a backdoor into Pornhub stats, they, they sent their investors a memo, and by God's grace, we intercepted that memo. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Pornhub statistics on the church is staggering. Stag- Do you know that Pornhub tracks Christians on Sunday mornings, and they know how many minutes Christians watch porn through Pornhub during sermon time, no kidding. service time? Okay. 52%, Pornhub's number, 52% of self-proclaimed evangelical Christians are subscribers wow. to a porn site. Wow. So wow. now let's have the conversation about wow. the moral fall of America. You make an amazing point. Take the Grammys, Sam Smith, lovers of Satan and the Illuminati, put right. them on site. Okay? Right. Because Satan is never going to self-correct. Correct. For me to ask Joe Biden to act with ethics and honor, it's right. not going to happen. Right. He doesn't right. know it. He doesn't subscribe to that, that doctrine, right? But the church should. Yep. And when the church is partaking in the problem, that, that's how you get America to be where it is today. That's how you ask, as the only nation on earth, well, what's a woman? You know, the Africans laughed at us. Like, what are you talking about? Are you out of your mind? Right. But it's just us. The French didn't... The, the Dutch with prostitutes in the windows are not asking what is a woman. Yeah. Just us. Yeah. We've, we, because we have fallen that far, I say, in the church. You know, Ezekiel 33, 7 says the blood is on the hands of the watchman if he doesn't warn. The church knows the truth and they're not warning. So the blood's on the hands of the church. The correction should come from the church. That, I'm, not, I'm not excusing the world for abusing children, but they don't know truth. Correct. Yep. We need to set the standard. Yeah. We need to demand our politicians to say, you're going to Washington, you're going to walk by this moral code or you're done, buddy. Right, right. We're, we're moving you. Yeah, it's really easy to throw rocks at people who are by nature going to allow Satan's agenda to per- progress through them. Um, it's really easy to throw rocks at them, but what about those of us that have been enlightened by the Holy Spirit of God? And we have to stand up and 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 move this forward. And it's so frustrating as a Christian, and that's not to talk say that anyone is without sin, but as a Christian to to understand we're the ones who should be making a difference here, and we're just not 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 
not doing it and not even encouraging others to do it in so many ways. Um, let's talk about your next documentary, Borders to Bridges. Um, also very important. What is, I'll let you talk about it, Borders to Bridges. Yeah, so Borders to Bridges spawned from fighting human trafficking on the border. And I want Americans to know we have a, we have a disaster on the border. I can't overemphasize what's going on the border. When you, and I do in this documentary, when you kneel down on the grave sites of children under six years old that are buried in shallow graves in a plastic bag, not a coffin, in America, mm. no one knows the name of the child. There's no autopsy. Right mm. now, as we speak this week, graves are being exhumed because a private citizen paid for the graves to be exhumed and paid for autopsy so that maybe in the future, when a parent from Guatemala or Honduras asks, is their child maybe underground, that, that there's some DNA to say, you know what, your child is buried. They don't even yeah. know. Yeah. This administration, the morgues are full. The hospitals are full. It's an anarchy on the border. But here's the number. 62% of children, and I, we've gone into Mexico, into the brothel districts, We've infiltrated cartels. We've interviewed cartels all to stop human trafficking. So this is firsthand. We are, we are going, okay? Uh, over eight different trips across Mexico and the U.S. border. 62% of children that will cross the U.S. border today were sexually abused prior to arriving to the border. Wow. They're abused in transit. They're trafficked in transit. So now where's the humanitarian love yep. is love, yep. your compassion? Yep. Let's talk compassion. It is incompassionate to force, lie, or defraud, which is the, the, the definition of trafficking, force, fraud, coercion, to lie to a mother in Honduras to say you and your child should join the cartel, owe them sixty-five to $8,500. They're going to keep you safe, air quotes. No, they're going to rape the child, touch the mom. Mm to the U.S. and you're going to have a job in the U.S. Your child's going to go to school. And then they arrive here and they learn after arriving here, I can't work legally. I can't get a job. I owe the cartel a debt. They're going to harm my family in Honduras if I don't pay the debt. How you pay the debt? Sex. You know that they mm -hmm. rape the mothers in front of the children in Mexico when they can see the U.S. border. They bring them to the border. They say, there's the United States. They rape the mom in front of the child. Why? To silence the child. That child will never mm. defy. That child will never speak out. We have allowed this to happen. We, our nation, yeah. our administration, the Joe Biden administration, is the largest human trafficking endeavor to recorded history. Maybe, maybe only second to the Egyptians, you know, for, for, trafficking the Israelites in and out of Egypt. Right. Okay? We have right. never seen more human slaves today than ever before from the party that wants to cry equality, equality. Joe Biden is a president, if I can remind you, said, yep. we have a safe home for every child that comes to America. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Our own foster kids are CWAP, child without placement. We've got foster children, you know, being being raped and plundered in the CPS system. That's in our documentary. So we go in and we interview cartels. We expose the NGOs that get money for processing people. We show the whole process. And we, I try to show the stuff that you don't normally see on the newsreels. 
I try to f film interviews with people who, you know, I, I sent Fox News a bunch of our footage because they said, Yaku, we want to air some yeah. footage. And the producers yeah. call me back and say, we'll never show this. Never. We, this, is too, this is too intense. It's too graphic. And I yeah. say, you know, we have a cartel member on record, on cameras, telling us how they slit the throats of kids. Unbelievable. I sent that to Fox. I said, yeah. come on. Jesse Waters wants it. Producers say yeah. no. Tucker wants it. The producers say no. And this is Fox. You think MSNBC and CNN is going to touch this? They don't. We're lied to. It is a humanitarian disaster. We have created and displaced so many people homeless under the guise of love and compassion. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent. It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. A towel that actually dries you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 when you use promo code SITREP. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, have their 60-day money-back guarantee, and are incredible. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code SITREP, or call 1-800-870-0283. That's MyPillow.com, promo code SITREP. What is driving that on our side of the border? From the administration, um, I won't say from President Biden because I'm not sure he knows what's happening on the border. I have no idea. But but his people, whoever his people are, the Mallorca's administration. For sure. Mallorca's so how, for sure. What what's allow what's causing them to allow this to happen? What's what's their payoff or what's their motivation? You know, at first I thought, okay, it's Joe Biden. We understand that, you know, probably Barack Obama and and and, and Miss Rice runs the White House. Who knows? Honestly, I've now resorted to a different mindset. This is not a, a Biden administration initiative. This is a Biden administration stepping in line with what it's being told by the World Economic Forum. Mm. Dav Davos is driving this migration into the U.S. 100%. Interesting. Interesting. The United Nations is driving. You know, we recently started seeing the Red Cross show up with handouts in the U.S. We recently started seeing the Red Cross coercing people in Honduras, telling them to migrate. We have uh, liberal nonprofits in the U.S. funded by the federal government who get funding from UNESCO and from the U.N. and from the WHO telling people in Guatemala, you should go to the U.S., coercing them to go. This is a global movement. And we happen to have an administration that said, yes, yes, destabilize America. And that's truly what this is about. Mm. Change her nature and her fabric. A conversation people should be having and nobody is having. I'm an immigrant. Okay, I had to write an exam. An exam I think most Americans will fail today. And a, an mm -hmm. exam about the branches of government. I had to prove yeah. that I could speak English in a, in, a, in a verbal exam, that I could write English, that I understood the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, that I understood the branches of government. I had to swear an allegiance. That's called assimilation. Mm. I had to show that I was willing to become an American. Yep. With the American values. Who's asking those questions of people crossing the border today? Nobody. 
Nobody's talking about assimilation. We are going to become Canada. I lived in Canada. You go to Toronto. There's no such thing as a Canadian. I don't mean to be controversial, but right. there's no such thing as a Canadian. Right. There's a Fr French Canadian, Italian Canadian, South mm. African. They fly yeah, the yeah. South African flag in Toronto, the Italian mm. flag in Toronto. They don't have an identity as Canadians. Right. Right. We have an identity we had as Americans. And You'll destabilize this country where it'd be unrecognizable if you bring millions of people in and you don't assimilate. There's no right. process for them to adopt the Judeo-Christian one nation under God work ethic, you know, you know, from one many us as a nation. That's gone. That's not being even discussed. It's not taught in the classroom. Right. So it's a global move, 100 percent certain. Have we crossed the the middle point? Can we come back from where we are? On trafficking, it's going to be very difficult to come back uh, because we're going to have, you know, people in the church say we need a revival or revival. Remember, you cannot have a revival without first having a conviction and then repentance. Yep. A revival that, yep. The revival comes from people <laughs> convicted of their participation in right. The sin. Right. So, so the answer is yes, because God can restore anything. Sure. But I'm not seeing this nation, and I'm yeah. talking about supermajority conservatives in Indiana on the Senate floor, okay? Pro tempore uh, Bray. He's the head of the Senate, conservative Senate. He's the guy that brought comprehensive sex into Indiana. Mm. So, so when, mm. when, when your team yeah. that's supposed yeah. to be the team to correct right. the rudder of the ship is the team that's giving into this. I, right. I don't see it happening soon. So I think it's going to get worse to a point where like an alcoholic, you got to hit rock bottom and you'd think we've hit rock bottom, but, but clearly the public doesn't think so yet. Um, so yes, we can return the border. I do not see a return. Uh, not soon. Um, the next administration, hopefully who yeah. knows who that's going to be. Right. But remember, it's retroactive. We have now calculated that it would take six years for the next administration to bring us back to where we were when Biden took office as far as it as immigration policy is concerned. Just damage control. Yeah. So this is not a quick fix. Right. We're in a 10 year run here to get to the America you and I want. Yeah. Um. In your last documentary that you're working on, and this follows, this is really the next in the line, is on uh, the topic of child protective services and um, everything we've talked about up to this point crushes CPS, whether you're you're for them or against them or, yes. or whatever, yeah. crushes the system. Um, yes. Talk about what you're seeing there. The system cannot. We are we are in a stress test in society, and we're failing every stress test. Food supply, you know. We're failing. We are stressed. And, and I think God's allowed it. And we're failing. Yeah. And the CPS system is so broken. So we, we were for about a decade, we'd rescue children. And the child would say, I'm from CPS. I was trafficked in CPS. And we've never had a CPS executive or a member within blow the whistle. We've mm -hmm. had, I mean, I mean, uh, um, the boys at, at Project Veritas, Christian Hartstock, and, and, you know, those boys did great work with Health and Human Services, but right. CPS, right. DFPS and CPS, never. Right. So we have a whistleblower, and this is a special, where she comes out, documentation, money, 
who's running these services, who owns these facilities, because because wink wink, they're not nonprofits. Yeah, they're for-profit private corporations mm. funded. Over eighty percent of the CPS facilities in America is funded by Chinese money. Unbelievable. So China, yep, is funding the child protective services, profiting off of children paid by who? You and me, the taxpayer. Yep. That is by default human trafficking. Yep. Because remember, human trafficking is not just sex. It's labor trafficking. It's debt trafficking. Sure. Sure. It's sure. exploitation. So we have this special on CPS, and it is a humdinger. It is, it is, the numbers are staggering, shocking. Who's making money, what they're doing with the children, how children in the system, and I don't want to give too much away, children are not allowed to get healthy. They're prevented because they're classified by grade, level one through level five. Mm. Level one is, is considered an adoptable child. Right. Well, a CPS foster family or a CPS home will receive about one hundred and fifty three dollars per day for that child, roughly close to five thousand dollars a month. Yep. That's in addition to health care, schools, books, supplies. That's a lot of money. Yep. OK, that's level one. A level four child, they get sixteen thousand dollars a month per child. Per child. Per child. So if a level four child comes into the system, the facility does not want that child to right. become a level three child, a level two child, a right. level because it's money. Why? Because the system has Chinese investors. It is sick to the core. It's sick what we have done to our children who need help the most. And then we move level three, level four, level five children. We move those kids every 90 days. So the child cannot build long-term relationships, cannot right. build rapport with a counselor, with a therapist. Don't trust anybody. It's basically completely screwed yep. until they age out of the system. And then what happens? They get incarcerated. They commit suicide. They end up in prison. I mean, so that system, we, we uncover, we open Pandora's box on that system from the inside. Yeah. And our people are still on the inside, and we're going to keep bringing it. So thank you for, um, for bringing that up. Yaka, the work you're doing is extremely important, and you're very passionate about it. I, I want to end with this question because you're very passionate about it. You have very personal attachment to these issues, to these these topics. You've talked to the people that we're talking about. We can be detached, right? Like I can be detached from this. You're not detached from it. You're in it. Your team is in it. Um, on the other hand, you seem like a relatively emotionally healthy person, <laughs> and you have good relationships. Where do you find, I won't say hope in the situation, but what opportunity or what hope do you see as you're dealing with these issues that, that keep you from going absolutely crazy as you're watching what's happening around you? The first 10 years, 28 years I've fought human trafficking. It's a great question. The first 10 years are very difficult. Because remember, for the audience, my sister was trafficked for yep. six years. Yeah. So deal with that. And we had yeah. no father. I'm yeah. six years older. I was supposed to be the protector. I, I, granted, I was only a 17-year-old boy, but I was supposed to be the protector. Okay, right. And right. so, so it, every image I saw would give me nightmares. When you see a child that's trafficked, when you see a child that, that's rescued and then commits suicide, when you see, it, it was, and, and I literally had to go to God and say, you've got to help me here because I yeah. want to go do harm right. to people. Right. And the Lord laid on my heart, Yaku, you're doing it because I called you to do it and you do it for one. 
and the second I made the fight about one child. Right. One child. Right. One child at a time. Now, all of a sudden, when we rescue one, I've got incredible hope, mm. great hope. And I, let's get another one because we are rescuing. We rescue an average three to five a week. We, so, so that you draw great hope. Well, that's biblical. When, when you know, Joshua crosses the Jordan, God stops him and says, build an altar of remembrance. Why? Yeah. You need to know and witness that I do walk with you. That's good. So that you can face the next battle. Otherwise, this will crush you. Yep. The burnout rate in this industry is insane. We, we're losing therapists every day because yep, they, they, they're fighting, they're fighting the, the legion of dragons yep. versus one, one, one at a time. And then when you don't get one, you're also not going, hey, we're losing the whole fight. And really, honestly, God transformed my life. Now, yes, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm healthy. I've got a, three children, a father, because I, because I need to serve them. Yes. I, I can't. I need, I need to be... I need to be detached from this for them, right? Because I can't bring that home. But it took me a long time to to find the 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 switch to say, okay, how do I not bring this home when I see a child that's raped by fifty men? Yeah. How do I yeah. not want to go kill everything yeah. in sight? Or, yeah. or you know, and it's honestly without God, it's not possible. So it's it's one. He'll that's leave ninety nine for one. We'll go after one, one. So when I make a movie, I'm making it to rescue one child. That's good. When, when we go do a sting operation or we're trying to arrest a pedophile today today in Mexico, he's wanted in Missouri. We found him 13 counts of sodomizing children. Wow. wow. Okay. We have a team in Mexico and then and we go, it's one, one, one. And then you get hope because when you get that victory, it's like, wow. That's right. Wow, man. It's a life saved, right? That's so, right. Yeah. Thank you for what you guys are doing. Where can people follow your work? get the documentaries, support you financially? Where can people connect with what you guys are doing? All info on JBM. Help, the word help. Help J, Juliet, Bravo, Mike. Helpjbm.org. They'll learn, there they can educate themselves on how to talk to their children, how to get free from pornography, how to learn what trafficking is. Donate to us, support, talk to the school boards, but they'll also learn about the documentaries. And we have a platform that's coming out uh, in the documentary. The first one releases March 23rd, and we would love for everybody to see it and get the resources with it. That's the other thing. Yes. When we pre- create a project like that, a film, it's not just about the film. It's more about the resources because when you watch that movie yeah, and you go, good. golly, I'm addicted to porn. Now what? We have resources to get you out of it. We have resources to restore marriage, to bring fathers home. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's awesome. Yako, thank you so much. I really appreciate you and uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, brother. You're a champion. God bless you. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, 
Don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Very grateful for that interview. So much incredible information, but that information is only as good as we do something with it. And thankfully, and uh, Yako mentioned this, the documentaries they produce and the content they deliver is not just about information. There are also tools available as well. Please go to the website and check those out. Uh, We have got to take this issue seriously. We've got to do our part to put an end to just the devastation that is taking place in so many lives uh, as we just sit back and watch this happen. Our administration is not going to deal with it. It's going to be men and women like us standing up and saying, what can we do to say stop? And uh, we need to get involved in that. And thankfully, Yako and his team have put together some great resources. Please go and check those out. If you are not yet subscribed to the show, subscribe now. Very important that you subscribe. When you do that, you follow the show. The content comes to you directly every uh, time that it is uh, delivered, every time that it is produced. Uh, Twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, new content comes out. We want you to have that as soon as you can. And then take some time. Go over to YouTube. You can find our channel. YouTube, and then search for The Situation Report. You'll find us there, and uh, we'd love to have you subscribe there as well. Thank you again for joining the conversation. Look forward to talking to you next time.